It is a technological world. Solocore.com is Blaine's website. You can catch him on Twitter at the same address. He is so fresh from Cypress Mountain and some late night skiing. Um, he still has his helmet and goggles on, even as he's on the radio. Hey, Blainer. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How was the ski? How was the last night ski for you? Yeah, it was, we, we didn't actually stay too late into the night because we've got these spring conditions during the day now when the snow gets kind of slushy and it's yeah. really soft and it's really nice to ski in. And then as soon as the sun goes down and things start to freeze, all of that slushy stuff either turns to sand or turns to ice and it's no longer fun to ski. So we got a it's couple sticky. of really nice hours in. Yeah, nice. That's good to hear. Yeah, that sticky, granular ice pellet thing that it kind of turns into or just turns into flat-out ice is not fun for anybody, is it? Because the, like, it's not, it, like, all the little ridges and everything else freeze and you can catch an edge real easy. It does get dangerous. Yeah, and I can't afford to hurt myself. There's too much going on. But, hey, you have a helmet. You're good. I, You're do, fine. I do have a helmet. I used to say that to my sister when we would go tobogganing. This is as adults after a few drinks, of course. I'd be like, you'll be fine. I'm wearing a helmet. I'm yeah, wearing a helmet. Always yeah. Put on my hockey hey, helmet. You know, in, in the intro there, you mentioned we need to crack open our consoles, but we're, we're kind of entering a phase where maybe we're playing games without consoles. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, this is, was my question, was you, you, you've got this piece ready for us about Luna, and um, I'm like streaming web service. What the heck is a streaming web service and how does this play out? I've already got Amazon Prime for TV, Blaine. What are you talking about? Well, Luna is a streaming game service from Amazon. It's very similar to what Google tried to do with Stadia before they shut it down earlier this year. And really what it is is Amazon using its Amazon Web Services cloud technology to stream games to you on whatever device you want to use. A computer, it could be a TV if it's equipped with the Fire TV functionality from Amazon. It could be even an iPhone or an Android device. So you can actually play games from Amazon on these devices through Luna. It's been offered in the States since the fall of 2020. It's only now rolling out beyond that border starting today available in canada and in germany and in the uk okay okay uk so how is it like what kinds of games are they do they make their own games do they go to these companies and they say we would like to have our version of your game they do it in their own programming language um where do the games magically come from i imagine it like the old school PC solitaire. No, it's much, it's much broader than that. So really Luna is a distribution service. Amazon is making its own games. They do have their own game development service. Um, but Luna really is about distribution. So you've got, if you've got an Amazon prime membership, you've got access to Luna for free and a certain number of games like, um, Mega Man 11 is one of the games that's available right now if you're a Prime member and you sign up for a Luna account. You can play that right now. And every month you'll have a few other games that you can play. But there are some um, add-on subscriptions that you can pay for to get more from your Luna. 
And one of them is Ubisoft. Ubisoft is all in on this in the same way that they were all in on Google Stadia too. So for a subscription of $23 a month, you can play almost any game that Ubisoft has made in the past 10 years without needing a console. All of the Assassin's Creed games, all of the Far Cry games, the Tom Clancy franchise games, Watch Dogs franchise, all of these things you can play through the Luna service. So what Amazon does is they've got computers, servers that run these games in Amazon web services, and you just tie into that over the cloud and it just streams what's going on in the computer to you wherever you are. Okay, so, well, that's fascinating. The access to video games is, that's really seems to be, like you said, it's that delivery service. It seems to be really kind of what everyone's fighting for, right? Is this access to market at this point? The games are good. The games can make it on as many platforms as possible. Who's got the biggest access to market? Yeah, and this is this is why some of the interesting battles that are happening, right? So PlayStation and Xbox both have their own cloud delivery technology to deliver games to you on any device, but they also have access to their incredible libraries. So that's what Amazon is kind of um, working against right now is trying to find places where they can get the same kind of game libraries that Xbox has, that PlayStation has, that's also at the root of the battle right now where PlayStation is trying to prevent Xbox from acquiring Activision Blizzard because that is another library of games that if Xbox owns Activision Blizzard, the expectation is, is that at some point in the future, those games would only be available on Xbox. Now, Microsoft's counter argument is, hey, we want people to play on anything. And if Sony will let us put the games that we're developing on Sony devices, we're more than happy for that to happen. It's kind of an interesting stalemate. Yeah, it's just what comes first, hey, chicken or the egg kind of scenario. That's uh, it's quite fascinating. Okay, um, excited by it, or is it for you in the Kylo household one of those things that's just going to fade away? Or are you guys set the way you already play your games? Well, I think what Luna provides is an opportunity to play games on devices maybe when you're not at home. So that's probably yeah. where okay. my family would take advantage of it, would be it's a way that we can get access to things when we're on the road, when we're in a hotel room, during ball tournaments, or um, sitting in the field in ball tournaments when you've got three hours in between games and you don't know what else to do with yourself. Oh, I thought when your kids were losing, I thought that's where you are going with that one. No, no, that never happens. <laughs> um, okay, Blaine Kyle is here, solocore.com, Diablo 4. Yeah, we talked about this one last week. Diablo 4 is, the, there was a sort of a limited beta that came out last weekend. Because I am a tech and games journalist, I got a code to play Diablo 4. And I was amazed, actually, at how compelling it is. Everybody's going to be able to take advantage of the Diablo 4 beta this weekend. It starts on Friday. You'll have access to the game right through until Monday at noon. And if you have any interest in sort of action role-playing games, uh, what Blizzard has done with Diablo 4 looks really interesting. There's a strong story here about the sort of battle between light and darkness in this world of sanctuary where you find yourself 
There's all kinds of different um, classes that you can play, barbarians, druids, necromancers, rogues, and sorcerers. And each of the different fighting styles is different. What you can do is different. But really, Diablo is about roaming around these environments from sort of a slightly skewed top-down view, killing monsters that come after you, and trying to find all of the loot that you possibly can. It's a really interesting loop. Um, the environments are really interesting here, and I lost a couple of hours in a blink. I think I'm going to lose a lot of time to this one. Oh, interesting. Fascinating. Uh, Blink Kylo is here, gaming gadgets and more. Gadgets is uh, where we're going. I'm starting to find it almost confusing now about Fire TV and all the different ways to connect with Amazon. Um, this one does what? This one does this. This one does that. Like I've actually found it a little bit more confusing than it used to be. I used to like the Fire Stick. Plug it in, remote, done. Yeah, but at some point, the TV that you're plugging your Fire Stick into is going to be old enough that it needs to be replaced. And one of the reasons that the Fire Stick was created in the first place was to make dumb TVs into smart TVs. But all TVs are being smart now. And it's also why Amazon made the decision to manufacture their own TV sets with the Fire software built in. And that's really where Amazon's making its play these days, especially today with the announcement of a few more screens, screen sizes in their Omni QLED line of premium sets. So last year there were 65 and 75 inch screens. And this, these are the quantum dot technology 4K TV screens. So really good quality screens with high dynamic range and Dolby Vision. And you've got a 43 and a 50 and a 55 inch screen size now in this Omni QLED line. So not just the great big screens, but some smaller size screens that you maybe were going to put into a, into a bedroom or, or in a kitchen or something like that. These things cost between $600 and top out at $1,500. So you're thinking a 75-inch screen that's giving you a 4K picture with HDR for $1,500. That's a really aggressive price point for a 75-inch screen. So Amazon's playing the game now of wanting to get Fire TVs, not streaming sticks, but actual TVs into our homes. They've also come up with a new budget line announced today, the two series, which are smaller screens, 32 inch and 40 inch, but these things, $270 and $340 respectively for those screens. So again, really aggressive pricing so that if you're looking for a second TV or you want to put a TV into your kid's room, maybe you're going with the 40 inch $340 screen amazon fire tv screen in the two series because does a kid really need a 75 inch screen in their bedroom yes absolutely <laughs> like, yes, they do of course <laughs> two of them um okay cool now speaking of tvs i've seen more and more of them lately uh the samsung frame is a great one for it's they're so small they're thin they go on the wall they come in all different sizes the bevel is really, really small or non-existent, meaning that it looks like art when you're not watching TV on it. This is uh, really starting to expand a little bit more than I thought it would, but it's catching on, which is cool. 
Well, I think that it's because it's a really easy feature to include. It's sort of like, it doesn't really cost anything to be able to build this technology in. The frame from Samsung really is a distinct product because the whole idea is you want to maybe if in your, your living space, you don't want people to know that you've got a TV or you don't want it to look like a TV when you're not using it. So the, the, the design is all about it looking like a frame for fine art. But LG TVs have a gallery mode where you can display art. And in the same way, these new Omni QLED TVs from Amazon, they've got what Amazon calls an ambient experience. And it means that the screen is still getting used even when you're not actively watching something. And so it, if there are presence sensors in these things. So if there's nobody in the room, the screen just kind of goes dark. But if somebody walks into the room, this ambient experience pops up and it does a couple things. It gives you um, little modules, widgets on the screen. So you can have appointments from your calendar. You can have uh, a weather report or, you know, the other thing you can do is you can leave sticky notes on the display for other people. So you just talk to Alexa and you can leave messages for people that show on the TV. And there's also a collection of artwork that can be displayed on these new Omni QLED TVs. 1,700 images from the public domain from masters like Degas and Van Gogh and Renoir and Seurat. And if you don't, if you see a picture that you like and you don't know who painted it, you can actually ask Alexa, hey, who painted this? And Alexa will tell you what it is that you're looking at. That's cool. So it's just another way of making sure that the, the screen that's in your house is giving you something that you want. It doesn't cost them anything. All this art's in the public domain anyway. The additional thing that Amazon has done, though, is they are collaborating with artist Sam Stubblefield, who does really interesting things with taking photographs and modifying them with um, algorithms and mathematics. And Amazon's doing that with these new TVs. They're doing dynamic art. So you'll have actually flowing art on your TVs based on algorithms that will take your sunrise, your wind speed and direction and temperature, all this location data, and will create art on your TV based on that information. I love it. it sounds like Dakboard, which has been out for a while. Very simple, raspberry-based, not as smart as this sort of background. Really cool Same stuff. Kind of I love it. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Okay, cool. Um, there you go, Blaine Kylo and solocore.com, solocore on the Twitter too, if you want to check out what he gets up to. Uh, thanks for being here, brother. Very cool. Of course. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. We'll have more We'll have more VR next week. We didn't have time for any of that this week. More VR next week and good prices on 75-inch TVs for your kids.